comes to you. Invite friends, invite family, let them come on board as we go into service today. And as we pray, make sure you join us to pray from wherever you are. Ensure that you are, you know, with us in the time of prayer. So without much ado, we move into a short time of prayer. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We give glory to God for another opportunity to be in His presence. Hallelujah. Another opportunity to be blessed, changed by the Word. Hallelujah. And before we get to that, we'd like to spend some time in prayer. Hallelujah. At this moment, I just want you to lift up your hands and begin to thank God, give Him all the glory. You know, Bible says in Psalm 100 verse 4, He says, "Enter into His gates with thanksgiving." Enter into his court with praise, hallelujah. Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name, hallelujah. At this moment, let's give God all the glory. Let's thank him for everything he's done for us. It's not by power, by might, but it's by his spirit, hallelujah. And it's by the grace of God. If it wasn't for God, we wouldn't know where we'd be, hallelujah. It is by his grace, his loving kindness that we are here today, hallelujah. Let's just worship him, give him all the glory. Let's thank him for our lives, for everything he's done for us, hallelujah. He deserves our thanks, he deserves our praise, he deserves our worship, hallelujah. Father, we are grateful unto you, O God. We give you all the glory. You are worthy of our praise, O God. We thank you, O God, for the depth of our hearts. We say that we thank you. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to hear your word that is able to change us from glory to glory. Father, we give you all the glory for our lives, for our loved ones, for our families, O God. You are worthy of our praise in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At this moment, we are thanking God for the leadership and membership of Christ's glory ministries. Hallelujah. We are thanking God for the leadership and membership of Christ's glory ministries. Thanking God for how far He's brought us the leadership and membership. Let's pray. Father, this day we want to thank you for the leadership and membership of Christ's glory ministries, O oh God. Father, we are come this power by your grace, O oh God. We give you all the glory. You are worthy, O God. Father, we come before you today with a heart of thanksgiving, O oh God. Thanking you for how far you brought us, O oh God. And even how further you are taking us, O oh God. We bless you, O oh God. We give you all the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are going on to pray for the man of God, hallelujah. We pray for an increase in grace. Bible says that he that waters others, himself is watered, hallelujah. Let's pray that even as he's bringing us the word of God, that even as he's bringing us the word of God to bless us, that he's also blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus. That even as he's looking out for our spiritual growth, that God is also looking out for him. Hallelujah. Let's pray and commend the man of God into the house of God. Father, we bring the man of God before you, O Lord. We pray that even as he's 
bringing us the word of God. Even as he's bringing us your word today, oh God, we pray that Father, bless him in the name of the Lord Jesus. Even as he's watching us, Father, may he also be watching in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, whatever he's given unto us, Father, may he be replenished unto him in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lika prabo shata, lika mandari bado shika pratili andara baba. In the name of the Lord Jesus, maturiya kiri beliosa kapa. In the mighty name of Jesus, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. You know the Bible says that God has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation, Hallelujah. Therefore, at this moment, it is expedient or it is necessary for us to always pray for souls, Hallelujah. Therefore, at this moment, I would like us to pray for souls first in Ghana and then all around the world, hallelujah. We pray that they will come to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, hallelujah. That they will come into contact with the gospel that is able to change them, that is able to bring them from darkness to light, hallelujah. Let's pray for souls right now. Father, we pray for unsaved souls all around the world, from Ghana, Africa, to every part of the world. Oh God, we pray for unsaved souls. Father, we pray that they will come to contact with the saving grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus, oh God. That Father, they will hear the gospel that is able to change them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we pray, oh God, that the gospel will come to them, oh God, we pray that Whatever scales that is on their eyes, whatever wax that has been put in their ear by the devil is melting away. Every scale that's fallen off in the name of the Lord Jesus. That they will come to know Christ. That they will give their lives to Him, O oh God. That they will be translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light in the name of the Lord Jesus, oh God. Father, we pray that souls all around the world will be saved for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Rapunjada, Reposa Tarian Tarabacadiata, Le Pamanta Ibrascata, Roshata, Reposanda Ibradido Shaha, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Finally, we are praying into today's service. Hallelujah. It's such an honor, a privilege to be able to hear the word of God because the word of God changes us from glory to glory. There's no way you hear the pure word of God and remain the same. Hallelujah. God's word does something to us. Hallelujah. Therefore, it, it's, it's, it's joyful. We are full of joy to be able to have that opportunity to be changed. Hallelujah. For our levels to be changed. Hallelujah. Therefore, we are praying for today's service and we pray that we will all be blessed. Hallelujah. We pray that as we receive the word of God, that we will have the intentions and desires of the Holy Spirit carried out, hallelujah. That as the word of God comes, it is coming to fall on the good soils of our hearts and it's going to produce results, hallelujah. That we are not just hearing this word and just living like that, but we are hearing the word to be changed, hallelujah. Let's bring coming today's service into the hands of God. Father, we thank you for another time in your presence to hear your word that is able to change us from glory to glory. Hallelujah. We pray that as the word of God is coming today, oh God, that Father, we are listening, we are tuned in in the name of the Lord Jesus to hear your word that is able to change us, oh God. We pray that the word that is coming for today will fulfill in us, oh God, what you have destined and desired for it to fulfill in our hearts in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we pray that we are receiving this word in the name of the Lord Jesus. That is not taken away from us by the devil in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you and give you all the glory. Father, we thank you and give you all the glory. 
Father, we lift our hands to you, O oh God, in worship, in adoration, in thanksgiving, O oh God. Father, we thank you, O oh God. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We declare that your intentions, your purpose, and your word is what shall be established concerning your church and concerning believers all around the world in the name of the Lord Jesus. And even now, we thank you for the atmosphere of your spirit, the atmosphere of wisdom and revelation in the deep and intimate knowledge of you, Father. Even as our hearts and our minds are ready to receive the ministry of the word and of the spirit. Thank you for enlightenment. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for transformation. Thank you for enlightenment. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And we pray for all our viewers and all our participants in today's service. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the blessings of the word are grounded in their lives even as they participate and as they hear us. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Once again, good morning and welcome to today's service. And like I mentioned earlier on, use the opportunity to invite friends and family. Let them come online. Let them join us. Share the link on your timeline on Facebook, on your stories on Instagram, on your statuses on WhatsApp. Even if it's, you know, by text message when necessary, so that other people can join us and then be blessed. Glory to God. In the past few weeks, we've been on a series that so we'll see. And last week, we came to the end of it. And today, you know, there, there's, there's so much in God's Word. There's so much in God's Word that uh, many times, uh, even if it's three services or four services, may not be enough to exhaust everything that's in there. But then, in light of the many wonderful things that we saw within the series, we want to go through some afterthoughts today. And um, I have with me on the set some of those you may already be familiar with by now. On my left, I have with me Sir Gabriel Roxon. And I have on my right Sir Elvis and Sister Mami. Two stairs and then I'll see you. Praise God. So, we're going to go into some afterthoughts of this series, the Sower Seed. Because there's so, you know, some wonderful things that are in there. And the leaders with me on set today are going to be sharing, you know, certain insights from all that they've learned and also studied personally during this period. to God. But let's begin by going back to the book of Mark before, where the theme scripture was seeking. And mind you, in the book of Mark, it is recorded in Mark the fourth. In the book of Luke, it is recorded the account of the sower, of the problem sower, is recorded in Luke chapter 8. And then in the book of Matthew, it is recorded in the 13th chapter of the book of Matthew. The various apostles gave the same account of it with different increasing information, you know, the apostle. Mark chapter 4. Uh, from verse 4 to verse 20. Uh, it's a bit of a long read, but then we'd like to take it uh, 
from the three March before. Thank you, sir. Mark chapter 4, from verse 3. Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow, and it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up, and some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no roots, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, and some sixty, and some an hundred. And he said unto them, He that had ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? The sower soweth the word, and these are by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure, but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some an hundred. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Very, very insightful scripture. And we notice in the, the communication of the master that he made a statement that if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand all the parables? Because as many uh, theologians put it, the parable of the sower is like the mother of all parables. It, it, it has so much into it. Now, let's begin to look at some, some things. Uh, verse, in verse 3, the Bible says, that happened, behold, there went out a sower to sow. Right? There went out a sower to sow. And then, in the interpretation, in verse 14 of the book of Mark 4, Jesus said, The sower soweth the word. The sower soweth the word. Now let's go back to verse 3. It says, Hearken, behold, there went on a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. It came to pass, as he sowed. Notice that they all received the same seed. They all receive the same seed. In other words, it's the same word of God that we give. The same word of God that is ministered to people. However, there are different receptions and different extents to its productivity in people's life. He said, and it came to pass as he sowed some. What is the some? Some of what he was sowing. Some of what he went out to sow. You see, that some fell by the wayside. So one of the first things we realize is that it's the same message, the same word of God. 
Yet, why does it bring forth results for somebody and then for another person it doesn't bring, it doesn't bring forth any results? Why is it so? You see, if we didn't establish that it was the same word of God, then we could have said maybe somebody was giving a bonus or something extra. But the first thing we realized is that it was the same seed. The same seed. If you went on to, let's say, literally, sow corn, there were corn seeds in a sack. But some of those corn seeds fell in the wayside. Some fell on stony ground. Some fell among thorns. Some fell on good ground. So the problem was not the seed. The problem is not God's way. is not God's word. As long as you are getting the right interpretation of God's word, the right teaching of God's word, then that is not a problem. Then he says, and it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. They came and they took it up, the wayside. Now, as you study the word of God, you come to realize that this statement, the wayside, in the Greek is the word bodos, which refers to a path upon which people travel. So it's not a fertile land, it's a barren land. It's, it refers to a road. You see, a pathway that people travel on, people walk on. And if you've um, ever done anything concerning agriculture or even um, been to a rural area before or even a village, you'll notice that. There could be a certain amount of vegetation in a particular sector. But when people want to create a path in there, they might first of all maybe clear a path, maybe with um, a cutlass or whatever. However, if they leave it that way, it will grow back up. What happens is that as they begin to walk upon that pathway, the plants stop growing. You see, they stop, no, nothing begins, nothing grows on the path again. Why? Because it's not allowed to grow. And the more people work on it, it does not allow for growth. Are you seeing this? So the word is hodos. It refers to a traveled path. You see, when you read other translations, the Bible says, the trodden upon land, the trodden upon pathway. And it also speaks of, you know, a hardened path. Hallelujah. On a road, on such kind of roads, you don't go and sow a seed. Even if you put seeds in, it won't grow. Because by virtue of the consistent movement of people over, over it, it has formed some sort of a hardened uh, uh, place that doesn't allow for growth. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that also communicates to us a hardened heart. Now, before we even come to the hardened heart, or even in relation to the hardened heart, we realize that in his interpretation, the master's interpretation of that view he gave, he said something. He said in verse 15, he said, And these are they by the wayside. In other words, he's explaining it, these four. These are they by the wayside, where the word is sown. But when they have heard it, Satan cometh immediately. And take the word that was sown in their hearts. Wow. 
Satan comes immediately. So we see satanic activity right there. And it takes us to what the Apostle Paul mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 4, he said, from verse 3, he says, If our gospel be hid, let's, let's read it. Let's read it. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 3, from verse 3, he says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. The word hid is the word in the Greek, kalupu, which means to veil, to hide, to its covet. He says, if our gospel is covet, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. You see, they believe not. So, we see that satanic activity is involved sometimes in people who are, are unable to assimilate or even receive the word. The devil steals it immediately. You don't understand it. Hallelujah. And in this case, he speaks of unbelief. Because God's word is designed for your heart, but when a person rejects it, that word will, will, will not be effective. Praise God. So he says, that the devil comes and he steals it immediately. So one, one cause of hardness of heart is satanic influence or satanic activity in people's lives. Like the Bible shows in the second Corinthians 4 verse 4. You see. Sometimes other things also bring about people developing hardened hearts. Sometimes it comes from human experience. Human experience, unpleasant human experiences. That you may have had dealing with different sorts of people to so get to a point where they become callous, they become hard. Somebody, somebody said, I've been giving to people all my life and they always, you know, pay me back with evil, so I'm not doing anything again. It's bitter. And that bitterness is leading to certain hardness of heart. The next time a message comes from God concerning being generous. Whilst the preacher is preaching, <laughs> that word won't bring any, won't bring for any fruit. In fact, by the time he leaves the service, he's forgotten about it because it's falling on a hardened heart, a wayside. There won't be any response of belief or faith to the word. And then thoughts. Thoughts. Thoughts that try to make you analyze things in a particular light. Making certain comparisons and drawing certain conclusions. And these are thoughts that are coming. And when you dwell on thoughts long enough, they take root in your heart. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, he said, These are those who have seen that fell by the wayside, and the fang of the air came and devoured it up. And he speaks about it and he says, The devil came and then stole it. He took it from me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah. Is, is, what, would you like, what would any of you like to say about that? Thank you very much, Thank you. First of all, 
I want to uh, tell you how I appreciate this honor to share the word of God with uh, all our viewers and our members all over the world. Thank you so much. Um, first of all, it's important to note the, that the people Jesus was talking to, and just like we've come to church today to hear God's word, the people flocked there to go and hear them. I mean, to hear him and his disciples, just like they've come. But those who were able to receive were the ones who came to us. So first of the things of God or the word of God is sought in the hearts of the people who want it. That's powerful. So those who want it, because they went to ask, you know, and the first, like Pastor, you said, the, the, the first set of the wayside people, yeah. I noticed one thing about that scripture as well that in driving around when normally when you you look at the bus stops and or by the roadside the people who stand in there they are either buying something or waiting for a taxi or a, 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 a public transport whatever they are, their minds are not for Let's say I go to the person and say, Jesus said I should tell you, the master, you can come and get out of here, you know. Because yeah. he's actually after something. That's exactly. So the wayside mind has no place or no time for the word. Mm. And it's funny, I mean, or it's important to notice that these are these four categories of people are in everything. Yeah. Reason for which is uh, the Lord said to understand this particular um, parable forms the basis of every other understanding in not just all parables but in life because pastor taught us last two weeks that the parables are illustrations that speaks of the kingdom or for whatever reason or whatever illustration the lord was using so he was trying to teach it was uh, a wisdom saying you know so um these kind of characters, you find it, you find it out there. The wayside mind is out there. The rocky ground is out there. This week, I was actually talking to someone, and I was busy thinking, you know, God's sees this, God's sees that. Man of God, I preached for thirty minutes. I was so full of the Holy Ghost. After I finished, I said, "Do you understand?" The person said, "Yes." But you see, last week I was there, I was like, oh God, what have I done? <laughs> you know, that, that was a hard heart. A fascinating spirit. He's always asking questions. The same question you ask it like 3,000 times, different ways. Because it doesn't matter what you tell that person, the person can't hear. It's in, they carry it in their, even in business, in normal day life, in relationships. The girl, has been told, I'm a guy, so I'll speak for guys. <laughs> hey. Hey. Yes. So, I told you that I was with my friend. You were saying that I went somewhere. I didn't go anywhere. I said I was with my friend. 
Should we, should we say, I have to see or oh, we'll go to that friend's place. What kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> you know? So, um, I think it's, it's, uh, it speaks of our everyday life and the importance. And one thing I appreciate so much about our ministry is our man of God takes time to bring this, the word of God filtered, you know, the word of God, first of all, at its raw state, then filtered enough for us to receive. So if you hear him for so long enough, it forms a mindset, a winning mindset. Boy, may I believe I can do anything. Because I have the words my man of God has spoken to me. It's been implanted in my spirit. That's the word, the seed that has been sown in me. So say, thank you so much. Man. Amazing. Wonderful insights that Sir um, Roxanne just shared with us. Very, very wonderful insights. Because um, actually, while studying this message from the scriptures, there were so many things that I came to discover. You know, but in due time, we would go into all of that. I want to know if any of our leaders on my right have something to say. Thank you so much, sir, for the opportunity to share God's word with our people. And I'll always say this, sir, this generation is so blessed to have you. And we thank God for your life. You know, um, with the first heart, I want to take it from the perspective of being a leader, having people you shepherd, having yourself um, as a cell leader, I want to take it from that perspective. If you look at um, Matthew's account, you realize that the sower indeed did his job. He sowed the seed. And there was no problem with the seed because they all received the same seed. But you realize that the first hearts were those who didn't understand. And that's why I have problem with some people who just, because I do evangelism sometimes, you know, most of the time it's and you realize that what you are telling these people the word, they don't really understand. And some people after, they'll be like, oh, you find a church-believing church, a Bible-believing church and join. You know, you don't do that. Because after you do that, you might not know the kind of hearts they have. So um, as a, um, a leader, maybe you have um, people you shepherd. Jesus said something to Peter, he said, if you love me, feed my sheep. So you have to keep on giving them the word of God, feeding them, watering them. And it's, it's, ask, like, it's like yes, giving birth to a child and expect, expecting the child to be fed by somebody else. Yes, sir. You yes, give birth to a child yes, sir. through salvation of leading them to Christ. So exactly. Them to, yeah. exactly. So it, it shouldn't end there by just winning them to Christ. You have to feed them what kind of the, the seed and as you do that the holy spirit will work on their hearts as you give them the word so you know as um, a leader that you have souls you shouldn't just every once in a while then you check up on your people no you don't do that you might not know the kind of heart they have the bible says they are those who didn't understand and once they don't understand they can't receive it so you have to give it to them give it to them give it to them and that's one thing i would like to appreciate um, this ministry, you know, we don't just leave you. We have our firm 
um, first timers form, you feel we give you a cell, then we give you the word every week, every week, every week. Yes, <laughs> so um, that's 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 what I want to say. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Um, you said something very profound the other time. You said in the kingdom, believing comes first before understanding. And you know, when they were um, explaining the parable in Matthew, they said that when the word comes, immediately the enemy comes to take the word, lest they believe and be changed. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the devil does not even give them the opportunity to be able to believe in the word. Hallelujah. So um, normally people with um, hardened hearts, one of um, the reasons why people have hardened hearts is because of unbelief. And they, they have unbelief because the devil immediately takes the word away. Or the, the enemy sows thoughts that um, continue to... Yes, yes, yes. So they are not able to believe in the word for understanding to even come. Hallelujah. Yes, so I'd like to add to that something I noticed about that scripture. It says that already Jesus had told us that the, the devil is a thief, right? A thief knows that I'm not supposed to take it. It's not mine. The constitution frowns against it, but I will take it because I am sowing to myself. That's the thief. But he didn't steal the way here. He took it is important to note he took it, he didn't steal. Because a lot of times people with their hardened hearts, and you know, it's all, I mean, the four types of people, I mean, you can find yourself in any of the, the different types, like Pastor told us last week. So you know, you should check it with your heart, then you correct your steps, you get it. So, the, uh, such a person, all right, has no value for God's word in his heart. So, I mean, yeah, pastor, so Richie, okay, it's done, that's all. No value. Yet, the Bible or the scriptures teaches us that it is this, this, this scriptures or this words, these uh, oracles, these are the things that makes us wise. These are the things that opens your eyes. My passion is for young people. You know, we can we can be the greatest generation that's ever been on this earth. One, we have the Bible compiled for us. Yeah. It's in our time. And two, we have internet. Oh, you know the things you can learn. You know. So um, it's the value for the word. It's the value for the word. Then, uh, as we go on, Pastor will tell us more. Thank you. Hallelujah. Wonderful, wonderful insights that. You know, being shared, I think it's amazing. Let's just go to the second. In verse 5, Jesus said, And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. Praise God. And in explaining that, he said in verse 16, He said, that, And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. 
they have no roots in themselves so they endure but for a time for a short while afterward when affliction or persecution affliction refers to on something unpleasant be it in your body be it in your finances be it in your marriage or life affliction is unpleasant affliction is painful affliction is not something you desire is that after a while when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake you see so persecution is one thing affliction is another you see it's when either of this arise for the word's sake for the sake of god's word somebody said i began to practice the word i began to come to church then now things are looking some way now my finances is this or that or when i said i come to church now my my husband says this or my wife says that what did they say he says when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake immediately they are offended they are offended you're offended and the word offend there also speaks of stumbling they, be, they begin to stumble they begin to fall in fact some versions say they fall away so they heard the word like they received it but the moment they started facing challenges they're like nah showing this thing a different translation Praise God translation and understandable version verse 16 it says in the same way some of the seed that was sown on rocky soil represented those who heard the word and immediately accepted it gladly right so there are people that might receive God's word gladly when you bring it to them Ooh, wow this is this is life this is beautiful this is awesome this is amazing but what happens to them it says but since they have such shallow roots roots they continued on for only a little while then when trouble and persecution arose over obeying the word immediately they stumbled and fell away from God or they fell away from the word praise God these are people that have you know there's there's, there's a shallow a shallowness right the roots don't go deep because for any seed to become a plant or that big tree or whatever plant is going to be, the roots will have to first go deep. In fact, it is the depth of the roots and the strength of the structure of the root that determine how effective the plants can actually be or grow. Hallelujah. So he says in this, in the case of such people, the word doesn't get enough roots in them. 
and roots are still big roots, they are still shallow. When winds blow, it easily clears it off. The foundation is a problem. The roots haven't gone deep. And what causes shallowness in such cases? One of it is the lack of meditation. The lack of meditation. You see, because when you hear God's word once, it's not enough. When you hear it the first time, you may not be able to guarantee that everything is in your heart yet, or everything has been assimilated yet. It's just like putting food in your mouth. Just because the food is now in your mouth, doesn't mean it's in your stomach. And when it gets into your stomach, it doesn't mean it's in your body yet. There are different stages of digestion. It first gets into your mouth, you masticate it, then it goes into your stomach. In your stomach, if it stays there without doing any other thing, there will be no benefits. When it's in your stomach, it will have to go into the intestines, the small intestines, where certain enzymes react with it. Then it gets absorbed into the lacteal glands and other structures in the body. That's when the nutrients are taken from the food that has been masticated and brought into the stomach. In fact, in the stomach, it gets mixed up with hydrochloric acid. So that the, the nutrients and all that it contains can be broken down and then assimilated into the various parts of the body where it needs it. That's when, when assimilation occurs, that's when the word, or in this case, the food, has become a part of you. Meditation does that for you. Meditation ensures that the message you are hearing, and obviously, it's like when you taste good food. Oh, this is nice. Some of you like... Uh, 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 Fries, French fries. Some of you like to go local. Some like the fufu and the, the, the other eba and whatever. But sometimes you know you taste it like this is good. This is nice. But you see, after tasting it, it's not supposed to end there. This is a, each one of the issues with these people that fell away after a short while. As good as the food was, it would not be effective if it wasn't digested. In the same way, when they tasted of God's word, they were glad. It's nice, it's powerful, it's smiling, it's sweet. But after hearing the word, after receiving it that, that moment, they didn't go and do their own way. They didn't go and stay by it and meditate on it. They didn't matter it, they didn't talk it, they didn't contemplate on it. You see, meditation ensures that the word that you hear sinks your spirit and becomes a part of you. So that you don't become like those that receive words and have shallow roots. No. The second thing that he mentioned there was that they endured for a while. Here's one important thing. The lack of endurance. Bible says in the book of Proverbs that if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. The lack of the strength or the lack of the ability to endure. James chapter 1.
Praise God. James 1, let me start from verse 2. He says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Hallelujah. So he says, Count it joy when you fall into diverse temptations or diverse trials. Which could be relatable to what the master spoke about concerning affliction and persecution. They will come. You see, they will come. But the problem is not, God is not scared that they will come. Because of what is in you. What is in you and what he has made you is greater than any trial or affliction that can come your way. That's the truth. He says, come with our joy. Why? He says, the trial of your faith, it works patience. It put, another word for patience is endurance. Endurance. Because any strong person, any champion, needs endurance. How do you think the winners of races win? Because they are able to prolong when others are getting weaker. The difference in strength gives them the victory. It's called endurance. You can't lack endurance and expect to be a champion in life. The Bible said, without faith in the day of adversity, their strength is small. And that means those who have greater strength will be ahead. And of course, the things you want to achieve in life will require some level of endurance from you. He said, but let me just have a perfect work that you may be, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Now, there's something beautiful in verse 12. In verse 12 that I want to show you. Then after we'll see how the how the NIV puts this. Hallelujah. I like to read from the NIV, the verse 12 of James chapter 1. He says. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Remember, many times these trials and afflictions sometimes come because of the word. And if they come because of the word, it's because of Jesus. It's because of God. And there is a blessing in it. The blessing is in your endurance. The blessing is in your endurance. Not just that you were the, tempt, the, the test or the affliction came. That's not where the blessing is. But that you endured it is where the blessing is. The blessing is in the endurance. Not just that the test came or the affliction came. So two important things to, 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 to notice in there. First, he says, the shallows, and so they don't endure. And we spoke about the importance of meditation in such a case. See, meditation is similar to assimilation or digestion and assimilation. And then also the next thing is endurance, the ability to endure. When things are not pleasant, can you endure? When things are unfavorable, can you still hold on to the, the, the veracity and the integrity of the word and pull through? Because you know, 
nothing can beat God's word in terms of duration. In fact, the Bible shows that all, all things that we experience on this earth are temporary, but the word is eternal. Your circumstances are transient. They are not permanent. They are subject to change, especially by the word of God. So if you cower in the day of the trial, on the day of affliction, well, it will pass. And when it passes, you might be ashamed. How that unflinching commitment and faith concerning most people? Because it's going to go into the very way you live your life. All right. Who wants to go first? Okay. Thank you, sir. Yeah. You know, sometimes you realize that um, there are some Christians who actually like the word of God when it's coming. Maybe you hear the word and they are nodding their heads. Oh, wow. I'm like, yeah, I, I like what I'm hearing. Maybe you are jumping with other people. Wow. But when you ask them, do you actually believe it can work for you? Then that's where the problem is. They like mm -hmm. the word. They like the idea of the word. But they don't actually really believe it can work for them. It's some form of entertainment. Yes. You know, like maybe some motivational words, you know. So they hear it, but they don't really... There's a sort of detachment from the word of God in certain believers. Hallelujah. Meaning that, oh, they will go, they will hear the word. Wow, it's nice. I like to hear it. But then, when they go back home, it's business as usual. Then they put the word of God somewhere. You know, as you said, because of the lack of meditation, to actually build um, yourself or to, or to deepen your roots, Christians don't do that. Some Christians don't do that. They just like to hear the word and how nice it sounds. But they don't actually apply it to their lives. Hallelujah. And some of them hear the word but they don't hear it he said something he said we should hear the word with approval meaning that once you are you've heard the word you've received it also know that it is able to work for you don't just take the word at face value okay i like what i'm hearing that's all but actually um, um, um put, yes activate the word in your life know that the word is able to work for me as it works for other people you know sometimes you go to church and people are giving testimonies and people are actually happy for them but they don't see themselves having that <laughs> testimony. But that's sad, you know, because God is not being selected by who to bless or who the word of God should produce also. Yes, exactly. And sometimes maybe they hear the word this Sunday when they are going more, they are happy. Wow, I heard this. Then the, the next week, maybe nothing has happened. So they are so happy. Wow, I heard the word. Tanya sent me a message. You know, I heard the pastor preaching. He's serious, man. Then maybe in the course of the week, something happens. Maybe their landlord comes start asking for money. Oh, okay. 
Then the next time he comes, maybe then he just forgets the word that he heard. Probably talking about faith, just forgets about it, starts crying, doing everything other than going back to the word that he received. So such people have shallow roots, hallelujah. Because they just left the words when things got tough, hallelujah. And sometimes we see a lot of that in Christianity nowadays. We like the word we are hearing, it was nice, but actually we don't sometimes really believe it's sticking with the word. Yes, the exactly. Yes. We don't take the word with approval. We don't take the word with that faith and that surety that will work for us. Hallelujah. You know, something you said about uh, people that, you know, um, are happy for other testimony, but they don't really see themselves having it. Or they might be hearing the word, they're happy about it, but then they don't really see it happening in their lives. They ask them, and this happened for you, they're like, I don't know. It brought, you know, a scripture came to my mind. So getting with the three, verse one, Robert says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and holy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despised of those that are good, traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of principle, and lovers of God. Verse five, he says, Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. You see, this might not be the state of a believer, because this is necessarily a believer, a born again believer. However, this particular phrase seems to resonate with the behavior of certain believers. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. You see, they accept that yes, it's possible. They accept that uh, yes, God's God's work and peace is about, but does it work for you or can it work for me? Like you know, denying the power. That should not be your sins. Hallelujah. That should not be your sins. God, God's word is not selective. Not at all. It doesn't go into the, the houses of, or the palaces of kings and queens to select the princes and princesses. No, it doesn't do that. It can work for anybody as long as you are ready to believe it, to stick and stay with it. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir, once again for this opportunity. Uh, one of God, you see, um, with this kind of heart, you realize that there is this particular issue with um, the heart. You see, there are those people that, after receiving the word, they believe that, oh, it's good for their salvation, but they have separated the word from their private life. Mm. It's like when they come to church, we believe that God is there, but uh, the word is not able to, you know, help us uh, in their DSA, you see. They have separated the word from their private um, aspect of life. But Jesus said something, he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the word of um, the mouth of God. So the word should be centered in everything you do. You shouldn't separate the word from your business or anything. Mm. Actually, mm. the word will help you grow your business. So, as you said, they, they, they don't meditate on the word of God. Yeah. And they have separated the word. It's like, when we come to church, yeah, God, hallelujah, we pray, we, get, we, we are happy. But when the issues come, Monday morning, they put yeah, the word away. You see, that, that, is, that, is, that is a problem. Yes, sir. See, that is a problem. How, how will God's word be able to bring forth what it talks about in your life when you don't allow the word to be put to the test? 
like somebody who says, uh, I have a gun for protection. Then I'm going to show up in your house, and then the gun is out of your bed, and you're like, this gun, bro. I think you do You are neglecting the weapon. Instead of picking up the weapon and using it, you're neglecting it. What does the Bible tell us that God's word is? It is also a weapon. The sword of the Spirit. In Ephesians 6, in the Amor God. Sometimes I feel people don't know um, how to actually use the word or how to actually um, put it to work. But you see, it's very simple. How were we taught the word? Or how did God use the word? God used the word by speaking it. That's how to put the word of God to work. Watch God when you when you need an explanation or want to know how to do something. Look at Jesus. Look at God. Study the scriptures. It's there. That's how you put God's word to work. And then the behind the scenes technicalities have to do with faith in the heart. In Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus said, "Whosoever shall say." Unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Who is whosoever? Whosoever. Then in verse 24, he said, Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire, when you pray, Believe you receive them and you shall have them. So, Roxy, is there anything you want to say before we close? Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Personally, <coughs> sorry. Thinking about it all over again, I, I, I think Adam fell to it. <laughs> Because a lot of um, many a times I hear certain conversations and we've been there, right? Where we didn't fully understand the workings of life, our work. And that, that's the reason for which I say Adam fell to it. Because if you understand life, you understand the value of words. You understand the value of words. The words by which God created the world and um, one thing or the, one of the, the most important things I get from this uh, the teaching especially pastor how you, you taught this is the attitudes to which we hear like our Lord said he said take heed how you hear in the verse 18 of that saying look it you you, you read it there take heed how you hear so it matters how you hear, your attitude towards hearing. An attitude of faith, an attitude of, that's the acceptance, that's the attitude of, you have to accept it. Because that's the truth. This is what my life hinges on. I bank my life on his word, and you know, the beauty of it is, this is what he said. He said, when the devil came and he said, you're hungry, eat. You said you are son of God. I didn't say it, you said it. God said it, you to you said it. Command this bread, eat this stone to become bread and then eat.
And Jesus said, it is not about body or you know. But the most important thing is the every word that comes out of the mouth, the mouth of God, not the book of God. The mouth. Glory. <laughs> so that mouth. If it's going to come out of the mouth, you must have, you know, because in this book, the devil also spoke. We just told, I just mentioned how he said you should command bread to come, hey, I'm just going to become confronted, sorry, bread, bread. So, back then, it would be very funny if we were eating You know, but anyway, um, you, you need to have roots, allow the word of God stay in your mind. Let it keep repeating itself. Look at the different sides of the scripture. What has God said concerning you? What has God's word said concerning your, your situation, your abilities? Are you basing your life based on what you just see? The righteous live by faith. I live by faith. I live by my faith. You know, I like that scripture as well because it says the righteous shall live by their faith, right? So, the, uh, the righteous living by their faith, my faith, not your faith. I live by my faith. You understand? So what have you gotten from God's word? What has God said? What has proceeded from God's mouth concerning you? God is always He has spoken His word is the word he has spoken now decipher for yourself break it down let it hold on it let it be in your mind meditate then now speak until we have the right attitude like our pastor has taught us we are blessed in christ's glory ministry it's it's a deep honor and say i love you so much because as a young man as i always say I'm proud of being young. And the reason I'm proud of it is, I have, like Solomon said, I have a lot of years ahead of me. So this is the time to chat deliberately, chat a good life. I can skip all the problems my parents had, all the challenges in the world. The leaders, I'm not proud of it, sorry. They are watching, so I have to be. So it matters the kind of people we look up to. I have a leader. I have a pastor I'm proud of. And he teaches me God's word and its relevance to my generation. So if you're a young man or a young woman who's listening to me, it's important. This thing can like change everything about your existence. But it matters how, how you hear the attitude I believe next week, Pastor will tell us more about these. Thank you um, so much. Wow, I, I, I don't know about you, but I've been blessed. I've been, I've been so blessed today. You know, going through the articles, there's so much that, um, you know, even beyond the message itself, we are still, you know, finding out by the Spirit of God. And it's a blessing. It's a blessing. You see, God's word is for living. God is, is for living. It's not just for some part-time practice. It's for living. 
when you study the lives of people in scripture they live by the word like the scripture Sir Roxon mentioned Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 he says the just shall live by his faith you live by your faith so the extent of your faith which is a, which is a reflection of how much of God's word you've given attention to and meditated on and practiced is what you live by. See, the problem is not with the word or with the seed. See, it's faith. God's word is for living. And maybe you've never heard anybody tell you to learn how to put God's word to work in your life or live by the word. I'm telling you, learn how to live by the way. Learn how to put the word of God to work. Learn how to use the word as a causative agent to get the effects you desire. So let's say your body is in bad shape, medically of your health. Learn how, first of all, discover what the Word of God has to say concerning that situation. Then you come to find out that the Bible says, He bore all our infirmities and sicknesses. You come to discover that eternal life is in you now, not when you get to heaven. It's in you now. And if eternal life is in you, you also have to realize that sickness is just the beginning stage of death. So, if eternal life is in you, then sickness has no place. Because death and life cannot coexist. And what God has made available in your spirit, in your life, which should affect your body also, is this eternal life. I can't think of myself becoming sick. Frankly speaking, it would go against the spiritual logic that I have in me from God's word. There's a period of my life where I used to be sick so 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 frequently. But as I got into God's word, I chose which category I was going to be in. I was not going to be among the first soil category, second soil category. It's very easy to be in the second soil category. You hear the word now, it's time to act on it in the now. Not there. I stayed and stood before. Sometimes, what people need is a little strength to endure. And not an endurance of hoping that whatever is going on will pass. An endurance in faith that what the word has said is what is going to actually prevail. There's a difference between expecting a problem will go and expecting that that way the word of God has said will actually come to pass. There's a difference. For example, a person can be sick, but all he wants is for the sickness to go. Well, the sickness can come again in a year's time or five months' time. But then, when you expect that what the word of God has said will not come to pass, which is living in divine health, you look forward to that. So even in a period where you may be in sickness, you are not enduring so that the sickness will just move. 
you are enjoying with your eyes set on divine health. Which is going to be the beginning of your experience after this against Passover. Sometimes people don't endure. But do you know that among the fruit of the Spirit, endurance is one of them? It's almost as if in many parts of Christianity today we don't know anything about endurance. Sometimes I think Abraham would love and say Christians today. And that is not your story in Jesus' name. Amen. Lift your hands for the name of Christ. It's been a wonderful time today. I've been praying to have the announcements. Give God praise. Give God praise. And as your hands are lifted, giving God praise, speak to your situations right now. Speak to yourself. Say, declare to yourself that you are not a wayside hearer. Your heart is not the heart of a wayside person. Your heart is not the heart of a rocky ground. Speak. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Give him praise. If you give attention to my words, say the Lord, you will see God at work. If you give attention to my words, say the Lord, you will see God at work. If you give attention to my words, say the Lord, you will see God at work. In every circumstance, every situation, don't power. Stay with it. Lord, where that is sent forth, no return unto me, what? But it will accomplish therein unto what I sent it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As a lady with a migraine that has been reappearing from time to time, and as you're hearing the word of God right now, you are believing in the message and the word for a change in that situation. Right now, by the power of God's spirit, you are free from that condition. Those migraines are going to stop. I see a person who's been having sudden panic attacks, and the result is that your heart beats abnormally. Sometimes you have to sit down because it's as if you've been running several kilometers because the rate at which your heart is beating. Be free from that right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. There's someone who's watching us. There's an amount of money that's needed within the space of a week or later two weeks for, for an urgent matter. In the name of the Lord Jesus, that money is released. 
and I see a Tuesday or a Wednesday within any of these two days, either Tuesday or Wednesday of the coming week, or a Tuesday or the Wednesday of the next week, that money is coming to you. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God.
the links will be given and then you join us hallelujah it's always a glorious time of prayer hallelujah where we share the word we pray earnestly we receive prophecies from god hallelujah it is just marvelous and i will entreat you to join us hallelujah also we have some church projects going on if you'd like to give for the ministry um, for the project or just give partner with the ministry um, some numbers will appear on the screen and you can give for that hallelujah also um, for the people who are joining us for the first time we have, um, there's a first timers um, form in the comments for you to um, fill hallelujah and we will get back to you contact you and then you'll be blessed hallelujah we thank you so much and we will entreat you to be here same time next week as we delve more into the four types of hearts, hallelujah, and how we can fall under the category of the good heart. Amen. God bless you so much. Father, thank you for the awesome time of your word. We are blessed, we are transformed, and we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that from this day forth going, there's a transformation in our lives, there's a lifting in our lives, there's an answer, a solution to all that is required in various aspects of our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. We walk in faith, in the knowledge, in the love of your word, and we see results. We become living testimonies and living proof of the efficacy, the veracity, and the integrity of your word in the name of the Lord Jesus. We declare the blessing of the Lord upon all our viewers, all our participators, in the name of the Lord Jesus. We speak life, peace, blessing, and health in all your endeavors in Jesus' name. We declare prosperity. And even in a time when men are seeing there's a casting down, we shall all see there's a lifting up in Jesus' name. Father, we bless you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So God bless you. We love you so much. Until we come with me again next time, it's bye for now. Love you.